T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What a smorgasbord of just amazing NFL playoff action this weekend. I mean, we kind of thought it was going to be a dud, right? I mean, we, whether, whether it was Cincinnati and Baltimore, whether it was Buffalo and Miami, there were a lot of games. I mean, the biggest dud of the weekend ended up being the game everybody was most excited about, Tom Brady versus the Dallas Cowboys. And then that ended up being the only, I don't want to say dud, but that ended up being the least competitive game we had this weekend. Yeah, I mean the uh, the Jacksonville Chargers game was a dud mm-hmm. until basically you know a couple minutes to go in the first half, and then of course the entire second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I still think Al Michaels is asleep. <laughs> I just love, and the funny thing is, Al has went out of his way. He's been very vocal oh, since yeah. the Amazon the, slate the, ended. The, the, the internet compost. Yeah, and he has just he has really tried to change this narrative that Al Michaels doesn't care anymore. Who at NBC thought it was a good idea to put the, the two sleepiest guys on the on like a, a playoff game? The guy who is the outgoing um, production director, Fred Godelli. Fred Godelli. Yeah. yeah. So that guy. Thank you for this news fest. But mm. uh, yeah, no, that I gotta say though, just across the board, outside of Dallas and Tampa Bay. It was everything I wanted in a weekend. Like, I, I just very rarely, I mean, even Cincinnati and in Baltimore, which I was a little bit more in and out on, you couldn't be in and out. <laughs> like, outside of last night's game, five of the six games were games that you kind of had to be in the pocket. And I, I heard it from a lot of people. Oh, I tuned out on the Jacksonville game, uh, the Jacksonville Chargers game at the half because it was a it was a run. And well, I, I just fell asleep because it was such a boring game, and the mm-hmm. broadcast was so boring. And then Trevor Lawrence happened. Yeah, and then Jacksonville happened. So it was a great weekend. I mean, even it'll be interesting to see how people look at what happened with Buffalo and Cincinnati this weekend, and whether there's carryover. Miami blitzed the hell out of Josh Allen. Josh Allen basically kept Miami in that game. Oh yeah, the, the turnovers. I mean, were were crucial in that game. I, I thought honestly when it was. Was it seventeen nothing early? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this thing's over. Didn't it look like the Bengals were uh, not the Bengals? The Bills were a little bit bored. Yeah, I, and, and here's the thing: I, I wonder if those guys just kind of knew that they were just just had to get through the game. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have to like be fancy or whatever. It's like just, let's just get through because we're almost looking ahead to Cincinnati. I also didn't like just listen. I'm going to go full Kevin Stefanski on everybody. No, I'm not going to hire Jim Schwartz. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, if you're up 17 nothing, maybe just go ahead and go back to the ground and just really start to just pound Miami so that they don't – because what happened is because they kept dropping Josh back and because you could see Josh was rattled in the second half, it just basically turned into a we're going to tee off on Josh Allen. I mean, the Dolphins basically – Every third down played zero coverage and blitzed the kitchen sink. Yeah. And because of that, it just became kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, get to it. 
You know what I mean? Like go like if if you're going to be out there with a 17 nothing lead. I felt like this I felt like the Bengals took too many opportunities as well, but it was a fantastic weekend of NFL playoffs. We got a lot for it including Tom Brady's future. We got to get into oh gosh. Uh what happened with Baltimore almost doing the unthinkable and upsetting Cincinnati if not for that uh 98-yard fumble returned by Sam Hubbard. But the Was there the a block in the back by the way? On that return? I don't know. I don't think the official could get there to see. I I would like to say, see, there's no win there. Because I the correct call probably is a block in the back. But if if I say one thing, it means a, a, the bank. Because Mark the Andrews looked win. like he was he he was gonna track him down. Yes. But if I say one thing, it means I think the Ravens should have won. If I say the other, it means I think I mean the that Bengals game could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, literally, you talk about a a fourteen point swing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it was. But uh, we do have white smoke billowing out of the plumes in Berea because the Browns have a new defensive coordinator. Woohoo! I uh, I gotta be honest with you. Good. Yeah, it's really good. Like it's so funny because there was one clear choice to me, Dustin, that was going to re-energize the fan base, and that's Flores. But Flores didn't just mean a defensive coordinator to you and I. Flores was a lifeline. If things go sideways early, you can turn it over to Flores and it won't feel like uh, a interim coach kind of thing. It'll feel like, all right, this is a real head coach. the guy who's been a real head coach. With Schwartz, I got to say, I like the hire, but it, it, it doesn't, it's so funny because it's probably the best hire they could make. But it doesn't quite yet have me going Super Bowl, Super Browns, like I heard of the morning show today. Yeah, they were a little over the top with it. I think just because they didn't hire um, Desai, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's a good hire. I, 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 I hate to like go over the top when mm-hmm. teams make moves and say, well, this is, this is just going to fix everything. Because mm-hmm. we don't know. Like, I, I remember the day that Hugh Jackson got hired, I was like, over the moon thought it was the best hire like ever and it was the worst so we'll see I mean Jim Schwartz is a big name he's got great credibility he certainly has a pedigree for turning defenses around uh did a great job he's got you know uh credibility Mm -hmm. when it comes to you know being a head coach before he's won a Super Bowl championship with the Philadelphia Eagles like the guy's got everything you want in terms of a resume well, and I think he's a lot of what Joe Woods didn't seem to be, right? Like, uh, he does have a reputation of a communicator. I, I mean, I don't think that's that hard. Hey, 92, go do this. But but the other big thing was he is seen as a fiery guy. And so it has felt really frustrating to watch Kevin Stefanski be low-T Kevin Stefanski and not have a counterbalance. I do like that. Now, is that going to matter between the Browns' defense being the best defense in the NFL or the worst defense in the NFL? I don't know. But I think if you just start with, I think it's a better fit. Uh, Not a better fit. I think he's proven to be better than Joe Woods was as a defensive coordinator. So even if all he does next year is, ah, it's a top 15 defense. A top 15 defense this year from the jump, and you're probably in the playoffs this last weekend. So it does it I don't think it is the move that we all can go to and say, ah, all right, now we don't even have to worry about nope, the Browns still have a lot of work. But it was the best hire that they couldn't have made that what or the best hire they could have made without hiring Brian Flores. 
You know the other thing? I, I got to actually, uh, I, I wish I would have tweeted this because then I could take my victory lap on it. I also thought when I saw the Desai thing, because everybody reacted at Mary Kay's piece uh, yesterday with the, the idea that uh, Desai had had an excellent interview with the Cleveland Browns. When I read it, my first thought was, oh, does that mean he's going to get it? My second thought was, oh, isn't this the thing that you say when you're not going to hire somebody? Right? Like, they really impressed you. You really value them. But let's go ahead and just pat them on the head so then you can hire the real hire, right? That's what I the, – the more I thought about it yesterday, the more I was pretty certain it wasn't Desai. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I think Schwartz was the first person they interviewed. And it just kind of tells you that it doesn't necessarily matter if you're first or last in the interview process because they went through the process and they thought Schwartz was the best guy or maybe they just couldn't get the other candidates that they wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think I think it's so difficult because I think there are people who, who think that. Well, this is the best of the guys you could have gotten. Well, okay, but what's the alternative? Not firing Joe Woods? What's the alternative? Hiring a guy who is the worst of the guys that you could get? Like, I, I listen, the bar had to be relatively low here, right? Have a pulse. Joe Woods didn't. Kevin yeah. Stefanski doesn't. So you have a pulse. Have a track record of some repute. Okay, he, he's got that. And, like, I, I'll be honest with you. I think the fact he's a former head coach is a really good thing. And I think the fact that he is – he worked within an analytically inclined organization in Philadelphia. I think those are all feathers in the cap. So if this is quote unquote, like a lot of the times, um, guys, uh, Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley, Todd Haley was absolutely a risk of a hire. He was the best they could do at that point. I don't see the risk in this. I think this is uh, to me, the risk is Jim Schwartz only gets one year to fix the defense. I think it's probably going to be a multi-year fix to get it where this this team defensively can win you championships. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is if the Browns are not a playoff team in 2023, then there's going to be a massive overhaul mm -hmm. from the top to the bottom. And I, I don't I mean, maybe Schwartz is part of the long-term plans of, of the organization outside of, you know, Stefanski and, and the other folks. I don't know. But if they don't make the playoffs next year, there's going to be massive changes. There are, but I also think you can make the playoffs next year without a top 10 defense. Uh, of course you can. You can't make it with a bottom 30 defense. Well, yeah, but so when I say a this is a little bit more than a Diet Coke fix on the defensive side of the ball, like I think next year, I think it's reasonable with just changing schemes. Just before we get to that, I think with – and I, this is not because Joe Woods is that bad. It's because the situation with Joe Woods was that bad. I think if you had had a Jim Schwartz on staff and been able to pivot to him uh, halfway through last season, I think you probably still could have finished top 20. And when I say top 20, I'm talking like somewhere top 18, top 16, somewhere like that. Because you still do have a lot of the framework you need to have. Everyone's focused on the front four, and that's totally a, like watch – um, Buffalo, watch uh, Miami didn't really do this, but watch a lot of Cincinnati. A lot of these teams, the whole goal now is we're going to rush four guys and we're going to drop seven into coverage. That's how you beat or how you challenge Mahomes. It's how you challenge Joe Burrow. It's how you challenge, uh, except this weekend, it's how you usually <laughs> challenge Josh Allen. So 
The opposite of that is if you don't have eight deep on the defensive line, you have to have a really good cornerback room. The Browns do have that. So I think just in, like, I don't know that Jim Schwartz can have them as a top 10 defense next year just until we see the other moves they make. But do I think they could be top 20? Yes. And I think top 20 at least starts the conversation of that's not going to crap the bed and you might have a chance. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're going to rush the passer. They're going to play that wide nine that he's known for. They're going to play a lot more man coverage. That's what he's known for. And you're right, they do have the cornerbacks to do that. But they do have to add some pieces. And and certainly, you know, his resume includes coaching some guys along the, the front and very disruptive defensive tackles. I love that the Browns actually made the best hire they could make, given that there are probably people like Brian Flores probably looks at this and says, I'm not going to shortcut my chances at maybe getting the Arizona job to Mm -hmm. take the Cleveland job, given the uncertain future, given that Stefanski is two years removed from a playoff win, given that that this this time next year uh, we could all be out of jobs. Like, that totally made sense. I felt like if, if Flores was going to happen, it felt like it was going to happen last week. And I mean, like, they meet, it's kismet, they fall in love, and bam, you've got Brian Flores. The Monty Austin Ford hiring in Arizona, I think really, really kind of threw uh, a bit of uh, a wrench into the works there. So, like, for Jim Schwartz, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this is a safe hire. Because safe hire doesn't mean the defense isn't going to be good. Safe hire means a lot of the things that you were afraid about with other candidates probably aren't going to be an issue here. Sean Desai, you've only got one year as a D.C., and it wasn't a great year in Chicago. Well, you got about 30 years of football with Jim Schwartz, right? Uh, Sean Desai, teacher, right? Renaissance man, Jim Schwartz ass kicker, right? Brian Flores, by the way, Brian Flores takes this job. He could be gone in a year. I don't think you have to worry about that with Jim Schwartz. So the only thing that concerns me about this being the safe hire is that that's the move Kevin likes to make. There's a part of me that would like to see Kevin Stefanski at some point venture out Dustin beyond his his comfort zone. He feels like a grown man that needs a whoopee sometimes, right? I you know like this uh, this this blanket soft and warm. I'm just gonna rub it against my face, and we're gonna call it analytics and multiple tight end sets and offensive linemen being eligible to catch the pass. There is a part of me that scares me that this feels like a safe play for Stefanski because that's all he's ever made. That being said, it's not enough for me to say, oh, I don't like this hire. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I don't know that I would have hated any of the hires that they were going to make. I mean, they all seem like pretty reputable candidates. You know, this is uh, probably, as you say, Nick, maybe the safest one. Mm-hmm. Um, just from like our perspective, the guy doesn't seem like he is going to be uh, trying to overhaul or overtake the 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 head coaching position here. Uh, he's 56 years old. He's been a head coach before back in Detroit. But really, he's 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 a lifer defensive coach, mm-hmm. you know, lifer DC, and and that's sort of been his role in the last couple of years. He's been in Tennessee as a senior defensive assistant with Mike Vrabel and company. And hey, listen, you know how much I love Rabes and that team. So that should kind of get you fired up, yeah, right? A little bit. Anybody who can be anybody who can be on a staff for Jim or for Mike Vrabel doesn't that feel like a little bit of an ass kicker? Well, and, and, and listen, remember Schwartz started his career with with the Browns and Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. you know? So he, he does have some 
sort of ties to to that culture and and then of course you you spend time with uh with Mike Vrabel in in Tennessee that you're going to have a lot of that culture too. So I I think he'll bring the winning winning culture that we need. Um do we have the personnel to to accurately, you know, or execute what he's trying to do? I I don't know. I actually am most excited for Miles in this defense. Um like if you go back and like go back to like Jim Washburn in Philadelphia, like look at what the wide nine has done for edge rushers. Like Kyle Vandenbosch was a guy whose career was built off the wide nine. As a matter of fact, just go look back at those Jim Washburn teams and it was like or not just in Philadelphia, he was also in Tennessee. And this is a guy who turned like Javon Curse's career. Uh, was hugely impacted by the wide nine. Like, there's such a great it, – it's just a great system for edge rushers. And, and listen, in fairness, people have pointed out Fletcher Cox. They've they pointed out Albert Hainsworth. Dominican Sue. And, and Dominican Sue. They've, they've pointed out guys who were really, really great interior uh, pass rushers as well. But to me, this is the, the system that took Kyle Vandenbosch from a five-sack-a-year guy to having like a 15-year sack or 15-sack year. You add that to Miles. Like, I think this kind of could be... I don't know that Miles and, and Jim Schwartz are going to be buddy-buddy because Miles just kind of seems of his own mind and his own, you know, the the one nation of Miles, which is yeah. fine. But it does feel like schematically, this is the kind of offense or kind of defense that might, now that Miles is going on, what, year six, that might be able to unlock that next layer. I don't know it'll ever unlock him as the 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 uh, run stopper that people want, but in terms of raw, unfiltered, uh, you know, pass rushing numbers, I think this actually might be the best hire you could have made because with Flores, I think you probably would have seen Miles a little bit more with, without his hand in the dirt. Same thing with Desai. Like, you know... I, I would, where would they play Miles in that kind of situation? I think here you know where it's going to be. Yeah. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Is is this being a safe hire? One, do you think that is a good thing? And do you think that uh, I think Kevin Stefanski deserves credit for making this hire? Wouldn't you love to know who really made the hire? Of course, I'd love to know. Wouldn't it just be better if we just if little birdie told Mary Kay or Daryl or Scott or just somebody. Ashley Bastock, maybe just Cammy, just somebody. Little Birdie was like, actually, Paul D. Podesta, really, this was Paul's guy. Actually, it was Bob Quinn, really pounded the table for Jim Schwartz. You know, Schwartz is a big analytics guy, too. Yeah. Well, and that's, it, it's so funny because he was the, one of the first coaches that got involved with Football Outsiders. Well, and who created the DVOA. And it's, it's always been interesting. I maybe we'll ask Ross. There was a lot of tension between Jim Schwartz and Howie Roseman. Like, I don't think people realize what a raw deal Jim Schwartz got in Philadelphia. The guy had a top five defense the year they won the Super Bowl. And Jim Schwartz was kind of painted as the guy, the fall guy, for the fallout in in Philadelphia. Despite the fact he's probably one of the most analytically friendly defensive coordinators, especially old school guys mm -hmm. in the NFL. I did want to play. Uh, Ruben Frank was on with Baskin and Phelps, and he was talking about the scheme, right? What we can expect from the scheme of of Jim Schwartz. And I actually think this might sound kind of familiar to Browns fans. 
He's a big believer in generating pressure with the front and not blitzing a whole lot. He'll blitz here and there, but it's a very sound defense. He, he believes in pass rush from the edge and, and good corners, and, and you go from there. So I think it's a heck of a hire. He's a good, solid guy. I think in terms of how he deploys edge rusher, I think you just heard a lot of how Joe Woods used his, his – sorry, his defensive line. Right in terms of the 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 style of blitzing, and I don't think that's problematic. Like one of the biggest things that I just didn't care about. Everybody talked about, ah, well, Joe never blitzes. Look at this weekend in the NFL. Like, how do you beat Joe uh, Joe Burrow? How do you beat uh, or how do you try to beat mm. Patrick Mahomes? How did how did Tampa Bay beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl? They had Jason Pierre-Paul. They had uh, Indomitian Sue. They had. Uh, Shaq Barrett, they had uh, Vita Vea, and they rushed four and dropped everybody else in coverage. Yeah. So even though it's a lot more fun to watch these blitz-heavy schemes in like September, October, November, when it comes down to it, that the the four-man rush, getting it done a bulk of the time, that's how you beat premier quarterbacks in January and February. So I, I that was another encouraging thing here versus – Oh, we got to bring back uh, Greg Gaga's defense defense where everybody's rushing, you know, six, seven at a time. I I think you said it well. I think he said it well too. I mean, you you got good edge rushers, you got good corners. You can play in this guy's defense, and the Browns have that. I'm curious about the linebackers though. You know, we we've talked a lot about well, schematically from one thing to another, talent can kind of can kind of bend talent to fit the system. Yeah. The best defense that Jim Schwartz had in Philadelphia, his linebackers were all 235-plus. As a matter of fact, Jordan Hicks was the lightest linebacker at 236. Both the other starting linebackers that year were above 240. The fourth de facto starting linebacker, 240, uh, 245, Najee Good. Like, you look at the size of linebackers, I do wonder if that's about to change in Cleveland. I don't I don't know. Again, I don't know if Jim Schwartz is married to that or if that's just what Howie Roseman gave him and that's how he kind of built the defense. Well, we're going to find out because the Browns have, you know, some undersized guys coming back um, who are on rookie contracts. Just and give me JOK, man. I just want to see him be special. He's so friggin' fast. Just, just play If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And like a hybrid. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. I but I, I think he's a linebacker. I think today in today's day in NFL, I do think he's a linebacker. 
even though he's what two twenty five sopping wet. Up a little bit. Followed the Lions once upon a time when he was at uh, up at the Detroit Free Press. Now he is senior writer and columnist for the Athletic in Nashville. He's also host on ESPN 102.5 The Game in Nashville. He is the great Joe Rexroad on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Thank you for uh, for joining to the, the show today. So I guess we should start with uh, Jim Schwartz before we get into Vrabes and everything else going on there. What is uh, what is Jim Schwartz's reputation? What is he known for as a coach? Well, of course, Tennessee Titans fans who have been fans for a long time love Jim Schwartz. Going back to you know his time as as the D coordinator here under Jeff Fisher, which of course you know ultimately got him a Lions job, the wide nine defense, and you know uh, just being a, a really good D coordinator. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's so. So that, I mean, he's there's still a special place I think for him in uh, in the hearts of Titans fans, of course. And when and they brought him in a couple of years ago, I think there was definitely the thought like, oh, so he's coming in, you know, to be a quote unquote you know, defensive assistant, but really he's going to take over the DC job or you know be co DC or whatever. Um, didn't play out that way, and, and you know at that point, and I'm sure when he talks to press up there, he'll you know, get into this, but, you know, my understanding was like, it was just at, at that point in his life, he did want to take a step back. He wanted to stay in touch with the game in the game, but not be, you know, the full on coordinator or head coach. And so for a couple of years, he has been, I think definitely an asset for the Titans. Um, I think he's been an asset for Shane Bowen, the defensive coordinator. Uh, but, you know, still more of a, probably a, uh, uh, what I'm, I'm, the word is eluding me. Um, basically, uh, you know, uh, not an analyst, but but essentially, uh, you know, another set of eyes in the building. You know, I mean, the practice field, Jim Schwartz, basically out there watching. You know, but so he's like a consultant, like basically, right? Thank you, God, consultant. Why did that? <laughs> is why, that the why word? Did I cannot grasp that word. Yeah. All right. We, uh, yeah. So, we salvaged yeah, it. Basically, consultant. Exactly. And uh, you know, it's one of those things too. It's kind of funny because. He came in, so the Titans had a terrible defensive year in 2020. Shane Bowen was not officially the D.C. You know, Vrabel kind of did the Belichick thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, who cares what the titles are? But he was the de facto D.C. They had actually the the worst third-down defense in history in 2020. Like, since the, that's been an official stat. Um, and... So, you know, the fans are angry, and it's like, you know, what is who, who's the Shane Bowen guy? Then he gives them the title in 21. So, of course, there's a lot of pressure on that, a lot of people unhappy, a lot of fans unhappy with it. Schwartz comes in the same year. Defense totally turns around. Now, I think I think personnel and just really adding pass rushing personnel was probably the biggest thing to Nico Autry and other guys. But, um, you know, I think, I think Jim Schwartz certainly uh, has been an asset and has been valuable. But, yeah, the Titans, you know, they've been – I think they've been – I guess hesitant to, you know, you don't want to give him too much credit. You know, you don't want to take credit away from Shane Bowen. Now there's any doubt that, you know, when you have someone who's achieved what he has in your building, that's gonna that's gonna help you. Do you think there's there's any chance that Jim Schwartz has aspirations to be a head coach again? Um, well, to me, the fact that because I was really interested even a year ago to see if he might be willing to step back in, right, and and get in for a job like this. I mean, to me, if he's if he's willing to 
jump back into the coordinator uh, role? I would think so, right? I mean, I, I would think that absolutely. If you want to take on that responsibility and all that goes with it, and you've been a head coach, and look, frankly, um, as you said, you know, I grew up sadly rooting for the Detroit Lions. So to me, it's like I've seen way too many good people go there and get lionized, you know, and. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. I, I still think Chuck Long could have been like an all-time great quarterback when he went to the freaking Lions, you know. But I feel like, you know, you have a, you have an experience like that. I would think that he would want to get another crack at that and, and hopefully with a more competent organization. Joe, because you do have the familiarity of his time in the Lions, was, was he a good head coach? You know, and to be clear on that, I mean, I didn't cover – uh, that that those teams at all. I mean, I, you know, but when I was at the Free Press, I covered Michigan State, so you know, I, I, I watched basically from afar. But I thought he was a good coach. I really did. I thought he was a good coach. I, you know, I, I mean, they just they really had. I mean, deficient teams, and um, you know, they had. I mean, their issues were more much more in personnel. I think back then, and, and look, the issues with that organization or a long time I mean, you're talking about one playoff win since 57 that means the issues go to the very top right i mean that's like there's no getting around that but no actually I, I always thought he was a good head coach who just was in a bad spot um i mean i thought jim caldwell was a really good head coach too mm-hmm. and you know they moved on from him because nine and seven wasn't good enough nine and seven ten and six so uh, no, but I, I never thought I never thought he was over his head or anything. I just you know I thought it was just a bad organization. Is there a certain personnel um, that would define Jim Schwartz or or that he has to have for him to have success? Certain maybe even a position group. That's a good question. I mean, I, when I think of him, I think you know you think of those Titans defenses and Cal Vandenbosch and um Albert Hainsworth, but you know, the the wide nine defense and the and the just amazing pass rush. You know, so that's I mean that's what I think of when I think of Jim Schwartz. And I know obviously he uh, he had some tremendous uh pass rushers and uh personnel up front, you know, with with the Eagles as well. So I mean that would be my off the cuff answer is I mean he is uh has always been a guy who has has been considered, you know, an innovator when it comes to rushing the passer. And again, the Titans go from you know, they go from the worst third down defense in 2020, he comes in, um, and they, I mean, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but they more than doubled their sacks. I mean, they they went from an absolutely moribund pass rush, and by the way, in 2020, you know, Jadavian Clowney was the big signing and completely didn't work out at all. And, of course, I know you guys have probably talked about Jadavian Clowney a time or two uh, over the last couple, you know, last couple of years, but... Um, certainly, like I said, personnel, Danico Autry coming in, Harold Landry becoming a really good player. But there, there's something. You know, you look at Harold Landry, uh, who had a huge 21 season towards ACL missed this year. But some of those guys got better. And so you wonder, too, you know, how much maybe that has to do with Schwartz's influence. Jadavian Clowney not working out as a signing. We uh, cannot relate here in Cleveland. Not not one bit there. Joe Rexroad, <laughs> uh, senior writer and columnist for The Athletic in Nashville, or rather uh, for The Athletic with – oh, good Lord. I'm just going to continue on. Uh, we, we do have him on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Joe, um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Tennessee Titans – given uh, that they are, are changing out the coordinator position, given that John Robinson just got fired. So I'll ask you, because I like to think big here. 
Would you take Tom Brady over Ryan Tannehill if that option came up this offseason? Well, there's something that we just never talk about on our show, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, basically that was like the entire show today. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm like, let's see, three years ago <clears throat> I covered the Titans winning in New England, and it turns out to be Brady's last game in New England. And I'm like, man, what a run. He's the GOAT, and he's just he's over the hill. You know, it's just you can see it. And so that that uh, offseason, of course, Tannehill had had this tremendous uh, breakthrough season, you know, replacing Marcus Mariota, taking them to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it was more Derrick Henry than him, but he still was really good. And I was like, yeah, you got to stick with Tannehill. They did. And now here we are, and I watched Brady last night, and I'm like, ah, I mean, at some point, is it okay for someone to actually be 46 years old and all this to say, okay, great job. But like you're 46, man. I know he's not yet, but he's going to be in August. But all that, all, all that to say, if, if I was faced with here this year, same conditions otherwise, but it's one of these two guys. Yeah. I I'm going to take Brady. I'm going to take a shot at Brady and hope that he's still, I mean, I know he threw for a ton of yards this year. I do feel like, you know, we're seeing some decline. They were bad though, too. You know, like they're they're a bad team. You couldn't run the ball at all. Um, just declining a lot of ways. But I would have to. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's last time out in the playoffs, of course, he threw three picks against the Bengals, and that's two straight playoff games where he's really performed poorly. And we know what Tom Brady has done so many times. So I'd have to go Brady. Joe, when it comes to Mike Vrabel, is he as uh, well-regarded and revered in Nashville as he is here? Because I think there were Buckeye fans who wanted him to take over for Ryan Day about six weeks ago, and I don't think there isn't a Browns fan out there that wouldn't trade Vrabel for Stefanski tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'd say there's probably a little less reverence when you lose seven straight games, right? <laughs> and you you have uh, the AFC South won on Thanksgiving. You're up, you have a four-game lead on Thanksgiving. You don't win it. So, you know, it's not like Vrabel's completely uh, free of, of blame or criticism here. You know, a lot of things went bad for that team. But but for the most part, I, you know, I think the informed Titans fan um, understands that like he'd have all kinds of people coming after him if he were to leave here. He's been very good. He's been much better at his job than, you know, John Robinson had been recently at his job, which is why, you know, Vrabel is going to now have more power and I think he very well may have final say on everything moving forward. And, of course, Robinson got fired uh, midseason. But you mentioned the Buckeyes. I mean, actually, some Ohio State fans, I, I wrote the column a few weeks ago that the Buckeyes should throw the entire house at Vrabel if if and when Ryan Day moves on. And a lot of Buckeyes fans actually got mad at me for that. But uh, uh, but I, I, I believe it. I mean, the thing about Vrabel is I mean, he's really good, obviously. He's a coach of the year last year. He's a very good coach. But – in, in kind of getting to know him a little bit, I actually think that, in my understanding of his time uh, in you know in Columbus, I think he would be like a dominant recruiter. Uh, I mean, really, like I think, and I, and I think he actually loves recruiting. If you look, go back to when he's under Urban Meyer, I mean, he he was a big, big winner on the trail there. So that's kind of where I look at it. Like sometimes you know, most NFL coaches would never consider, right? I mean, you're not gonna leave the NFL for college, but it's not college football. You're leaving it for Ohio State. You're leaving it for one of those, you know, three or four programs in the country where you can just select your roster essentially and, you know, and play for a national championship, be right there every year. So I still, you know, we'll see what happens with everything. I would, I think Ryan Day, 
did a great job, obviously, in the semis against Georgia. Showed why he's a good coach. But uh, if they go get punked at Michigan next year, you, you guys tell me Ryan Day isn't on the hot seat? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 One more loss to Michigan, and it'll change the way Ryan Day is viewed. If it already hasn't, given the you know, yeah. there have been a couple losses. Joe Rex Road of the Athletic on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate thanks it. so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.